You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the show. Uh, what a great show we have for you today. So much to talk about, but before we get there, remember to hit us up on those social media outlets. You know the ones I'm talking about on the Instagram. We're at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, we're at TNWPod. Uh, why not uh, send us an email or a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail.com on Facebook? We are talking wrestling backslash, uh, well, Facebook backslash talking wrestling. Uh, where else? Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You could be listening to us right now. Uh, follow us, give us a heart, put us in a list. And not only that, uh, if you're following us on, um, you know, the old iTunes rate review, subscribe and, uh, give us a five star rating and a favorable review. We'll send you a postcard from a 1984, wrestler's postcard album you give me five wrestlers that you like from 1984 or five wrestlers that you can name from 1984 i'll get you one of those postcards so with that said folks um i got i'm a great... gonna name my five wrestlers from 1984 we'll do that right now <laughs> i got a great guest for you you might recognize the voice right now because he is just that the voice uh 20 years on law uh live audio wrestling a legendary wrestling uh, program on uh, internet radio and then on fight uh, out of Canada, but listened to all over the world and syndicated and everything. Uh, Dan Lovarski is here with me today. Hey, Dan, how you how doing? You doing? Great, 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 great to be with you. So yeah, this I'm I'm looking forward to it. I always love chatting wrestling. You know, it's always there's a, that you know that's the great thing about wrestling that's always that's kept me interested. Like you said, we started doing the law back like late '90s, but you know what? There's always something to talk about yes. when it comes to pro wrestling. Yeah. You know, whether it's how good the matches were or what's going on behind the scenes or who's in competition with who or who's working in this group or that group and who's going to go here and who's going to go there. Like, fascinating stuff. It's always great. Like, uh, as a comedian, I travel a lot with comedians in cars. And uh, our conversations are not like Jerry Seinfeld's. If you got Yeah, they comedian, never talk about wrestling. They never talk they? about wrestling. <laughs> but so many comics love wrestling. It's, you know, I look forward to uh, road trips with certain comics because I know, like, oh, we're going to have, like, Mark Walker, a guy, I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go up to Sault Ste. Marie. That, half it's going to be wrestling and half it's going to be Kiss. Yeah, and right. I, and I can do both. That's awesome. You know, so yeah. I... No, it's I, true. Uh, comedy and wrestling, I mean, they go hand in hand, right? I mean, especially nowadays. When I was younger, the comedy was more unintentional. They weren't trying to be funny. It yeah. just was. But nowadays, I mean, you look at stuff, I mean, look at the stuff they do. You know, what's Joey Ryan? Look at Joey mm -hmm. Ryan, who's basically made a whole career on being a comedy wrestler. So I'm not surprised that a lot no. of comedians like wrestling. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being the, uh, the comedy wrestler either. I think that's like that's a role that somebody has to fill because they need three hours of airtime mm -hmm. every week, and somebody's got to fill that comedy role. And you look at a guy like uh, Santino Morella, right? Who's the real deal? Yes, but had made a career out of being the comedy guy and did it so well yeah. and so good. That, you know, you, you, you can't even fathom that he's the real deal. That's right. You know, like I often, I had him on the Runs show. Runs his own school now, Runs for God's sake. Like his daughter's now trying out for right? WWE. That's right. You know, the I think it's great because 
you know, like he never really complained about it. He just made what it was and just did it. Like I said, was there any time where you where you wished that you would have been the character that you are in in Cornette's uh, Smoky Mountain, like where you were the shoot wrestler right. in Russian or whatever? Yes. I was like, did you ever wish you would have been that guy instead of Santino? And he's like, no, things worked out for him, you know. Mm. It's, and he's so good at being Santino Morella. <laughs> so, yep. so, so I think the comedic wrestler, you can have a great, like, you know, you you know, it's not a sport going into it. It's a role on television. And do you want a good role, or do you want to compete for the top role and not get it and have it and then not get it and then have it? And like, <laughs> like, just get a good role on television and mm. just try to stay on TV. You yeah, know? no, exactly. And it, it's it's very hard nowadays to kind of get that spot, and it's really hard too because. See, I, I agree. You know, you, you're right. You know, it's not a sport. But for me, I like, I like the comedy and sort of the main matches to be kind of kept a little bit separate. Oh yes. Like you know, if if we're talking about the that was as great as Santino was, I hated the way they brought him in because they had him sitting at ringside and bang, Zumi instantly wins the Intercontinental Title in his first match. Yeah. And to me. I, I, to me, I'm just like, no, I'm sorry, but I cannot buy into that, even in the exaggerated world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I cannot buy into that. But if they if they keep that stuff separate, you know, kind of like Joey Ryan, right? He's not involved in big title matches or things like that. No. He's just kind of in the middle of the card, like you said, to kind of break things up a little bit, yeah. right? That, to me, I have no problem with that. It's when, you know, the main event and the titles and all that kind of stuff get involved with the comedy, then I get a little... Yeah, you look at another team. I like to bring. I like a perfect example of uh, you know, like I, you know, I just I always look at. Okay, like I'm old enough to remember the Sheep Herders. Yeah, I watched them wrestle a lot of matches and enjoyed and loved their matches. When they signed with the WWE, you never heard about signings back then. They just showed up. That's right. That's right. All of a sudden, they the Bushwhackers. Yeah, I show up. They show the picture of them. I'm excited. I watched them out. I'm like, what the fuck exact, is this? Exact 180, right? Because yeah. you, you saw, the for me, all those pictures in the wrestling magazines as the sheep herders, barbed wire along the top of the rope in every match. Blood They're, everywhere. Yeah, blood thick, everywhere. Thick Their blood. faces are a mess. They're fighting with, um, oh, it was the big team, the Zimbabwe Express, and just having these insane matches. And yeah, Vince brings them in and makes them complete cartoon Clowns. characters. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and they must have loved it. I'm sure they did. Who wants to be bleeding like a stuck pig every night, right? Yeah, it's so funny because then when they put them in the Hall of Fame, they're like, they had 128 uh, tag team titles over their career. And you're like, well, none of those were in the WWE. No, 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 no. Exactly. I, and something like that, again, that's fine if they just stay as a comedy character, right? Like, yeah. That's no problem. And I also don't have a problem if a guy does comedy, but he's a badass in the ring. Like, I always thought when they had Brodus Clay... They missed such a great opportunity yeah. because he can go out there, do the funky dances. It's great. But when he wrestles, he should kick the guy's ass in like a minute and destroy him. And then he can go back to doing funky dances. I would have had no problem That's with that. That's kind of the way I – like, okay, so my problem right now – and this is just a personal problem. It's not a major problem, but it's a personal thing. Like, I have no problem with New Day. They're great clowns. They're great – and they're all great wrestlers in their own way. And they're all – they're very entertaining. But when Kofi's the champ, he's got to separate himself from the pack, and he's got to get serious. The champion should not be coming out with a platter of pancakes Thank and you. throwing them to the crowd. Yes, and he said he, he walked in. So uh, on Monday night, he walks out into the ring. He's throwing pancakes. He gets into the ring, and then he cuts a promo saying he's not joking around anymore. I'm like, are we out of pancakes? I hope we're out of pancakes because I don't want to see you on SmackDown tonight. 
walking out throwing pancakes when you just said you're not joking around anymore. Like, I want him to get serious. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. As soon as he won the belt, they could have almost separated. I, I guess it's tough to maybe separate him completely from the New Day, but I would have liked to have seen something, too, where he kind of took it a little bit more seriously and let the other two have the silliness. You know? Yeah, and let them continue the silliness with mm. the tag belts and whatever they may do. And then, you know, even sort of branch off and do his own thing. So they're not always there. Right. You know, but he's right. still a part of the New Day. Right. Like AJ does with the club. Right. You know, right. when AJ's wrestling a singles match, the club will stay, might walk back, but they might they won't stay at the ring the whole time. Mm -hmm. They'll go right. back, maybe come in later on and interfere. But AJ can handle himself. He's AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I do like I do like factions and I do like trios. So the more, the merrier, just as long as well, it doesn't turn into the Attitude Era where everybody was in a faction. Oh, it's so true, eh? Um, the thing about the New Day was great, going back to my previous point, is that, and especially with the uh, feud with the Uzos, it, they could do all the comedy, but to put the two teams in the ring, and they, they kick ass, man, and they would do, there were some pay-per-views when those guys in the opening spot had the best match. Yeah. So again, I don't have a problem with it, as long as when you get in the ring, man, you back it up. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Like, and that's and that's you know, like I don't want to see comedy spots during during the matches, you know, unless it's unless you're under five feet, then <laughs> all the comedy your during your matches. Hornswoggle. <laughs> I saw Hornswoggle wrestle RJ City uh, in Kingston this uh, summer, and the best was Nug was managing, and at one part they had Hornswoggle in the corner, and RJ was putting the boots to him. Yeah. And Nug had a headlock on him and was holding him down and actually had his feet off the ground as he was on the apron. <laughs> and I was like, he's a midget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and for the people who were uptight that I said midget, go back and listen to my interview with Hornswoggle. He said midget makes him money, so he's a midget. Mm -hmm. You know, like a little person could just be, uh, who's Buddy Murphy? Not right. Buddy Murphy. Who's the guy that pissed himself? The... Uh, He's always getting the 24-7. Oh, Drake Maverick. Drake yeah. Maverick. Yeah, yeah, Drake Maverick. He's yeah. a little person. Yes. But he's not a midget. Right. You know, he is the forehead of one, but he's not. <laughs> so I, I find the 24-7 title entertaining you know, again, as well. don't mind that because it's strictly kept as comedy. Yeah. You don't see the top guys. Like, the uh, was it just last week when uh, Kevin Owens could have taken it off Elias any time and he just... He just walked away. Yeah, I don't mind if it's if something for those lower tier guys to do, and it makes people laugh. That's fine. It gives them all a spot on I TV. I just don't want Seth Rollins going after it. There's no yeah, unless he wants to be a triple champ. <laughs> so and like uh, you know, and since I will say like I do enjoy Raw uh, since the the announcement that Paul Heyman has been taking over. Uh, a lot of people hate Brock. I love Brock. Uh, I love I love that so many people hate Brock because <laughs> that's a true heel. Yeah, you know when people are like, oh, Brock has the same matches. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. So Kiss plays the same songs. That's hey, what man, that's a, that's in, his brand. In my day, the Sheik. Yeah. All right, take the Sheik. The Sheik would go out. He wouldn't even wrestle. The first spot would be take out the fork and puncture the guy in the forehead. And every single match was the same. Now, the thing about that, though, unfortunately for the Sheik, is that he ended up burning out the territories. And he would just get to the point where it was so much of the same thing that nobody would go to the shows anymore. But the thing with Brock is a little is a little bit different because... Um, yeah, it's 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 on a bigger scale. Obviously, you're not gonna WWE's not gonna burn itself out or anything like that. But uh, it it is interesting how they take them. I and mean, I, I 
it's weird because I do like him being missing. I don't when he was champ. I because when I was a kid, you didn't see the champ every yeah. week. You, you know, you maybe saw him once. Hogan in a while. never wrestled on television. Very rarely, right? Usually it was to Saturday's do Saturday's main event once yeah. a month, or, or if it was on the regular Saturday TV, it was to do an angle of yes. some kind, right? Yes. Um, so the thing with Brock, I think, was really good. But uh, when people hate him because. He's not there all the time. That's not really the right kind of heat either, though, right? You kind of want him as the villain. You don't want, oh, I don't like it because he's not there. That's not the right kind of heat, really. Yeah. No, you know, you're right. But at the same time, it's like I feel that if if you're there all the time, it's almost like overkill. It, it is. It is. So there has to be some sort of happy medium. Like, technically, the champ only has to defend the belt once a month. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the old rule that uh, that's Jack Tunney. used to be 30 days, yeah, exactly. Yeah, every 30 yes. days you have that's to defend right. that title. And we don't know if he's doing it on house shows. He's not doing it on house shows. But we, but, you know, it's, uh, I do like, you know, if you want to see Brock wrestle, go back and watch Brock in the early 2000s mm-hmm. when he first came in. Right. And he was the next big thing because he can have great matches. But the fact is, this Brock doesn't need to do that Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to do it like why would he it's like you know sometimes when you watch uh you know my well this is something my roommate would totally say he's not gonna believe i'm agreeing with it but sometimes the young bucks don't do too much right i find and they don't need to do so much right uh of the of the big stuff yeah you know and uh you know like if you're a giant we all know the big show can drop do a drop kick off of the top rope he did in wcw yeah we all know he can do a body press. We all know he's he can do a drop, but we he doesn't need to. No. He's a giant. No, that that yeah, those type of things they, yeah, they kind of really blur the lines nowadays when it comes to that. And I see lots of big guys nowadays that Braun Strowman is doing stuff like that all the time, and he shouldn't be. Do you think Vince would let Brian Cage wrestle the way Brian Cage wrestles in the WWE? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. No. They would take him and they would regroom him in NXT for a while, mm. but he would come up and he wouldn't be the machine that he is. Yeah, no, it's very rare that guys get to keep what they were beforehand, you know. I mean, there was a little bit more of that in the old days. Certainly, guys, when like Randy Savage came in, that was it. He'd are perfectly formed persona, creation, yeah. character, nothing to mess with there. And certainly guys like when Terry Funk would come in and that, they would do that as cartoon bits, like give him the branding iron and the yeah. hat and stuff. But you know what? That suited him. Yeah. He's yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but, it, you know, but they have, and they have their way of gl- WWE glossing things because that's the problem, like, when Goldberg finally gave in and came over. Right. They put him in white tights. They put him with his tattoo on his ass. They mess up. They got him in bicycle shorts. They change his music. They change his entrance. They change everything about him, and yeah. he's terrible. Yeah. It's almost I, like Vince felt, oh, yeah, well, you think your mighty Goldberg is so great? Well, I'm going to show you about Goldberg. And de- almost deliberately sabotaging the guy before he even gets started. He it's totally really, sabotaged It's a really him. weird mentality with Vince sometimes. Yeah. Especially if he didn't create the character, right? He gets all bent out of shape. And he stuff, does. You know? He does. And it took... And it took you know, it took Hunter. I, I would imagine there was Hunter behind the Goldberg Lesnar match at Survivor Series here in Toronto mm. because, you know, I'm sure you were there. I was there. I like, we just, I was exhausted from watching the five on five <laughs> that went an hour before the match. Right, right. You're looking at the time, you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? They're going to go over. And no, they gave yeah. us a Goldberg match. Yeah, yeah. And that's what was amazing about that match was nobody expected a Goldberg match. 
Everybody thought, oh my God, how many times is Goldberg going to get suplexed? Can he handle it? What you know is what? he going to be? Like, I did not expect really? him to come did in you, and squash did, him. Did, 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 now, I honestly, well, I figured the match would be quick. Did you honestly expect a long match out of those? I thought, I, I, thought, I thought maybe 10 minutes. Well, yeah, it was I shorter didn't than think, that. You're right. Well, what they gave that. us was Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I the loved it. Goldberg. I loved yeah, it because yeah. I was like, I could not believe it. And then when I watched it, I would watch it over and over and over. I've watched that match so many times. <laughs> because my it's like you realize how great Brock Lesnar is. Yes. Yeah. I, just the way he sells those spears and the looks on his faces and like every movement he does, I'm like, he's so good. Why can't people see how good Brock Lesnar really is? Right. I don't right, get it. Right. Just instead of focusing on the He's one of the best guys there there has ever been. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. He kind of gets the short end of the stick because of that whole thing with he's not around a lot. But like we said, it's nice for the champ to take a break. I'm suspecting AEW because of their kind of embracing traditional stuff. You know, I mean, they were they were giving the guys stats on the pay per view on the weekend when they came to the ring. They were showing stats. I love that they're doing it. Me stats. too. Yeah, me too. So, and I think with them, although it is kind of weird. Jericho just won the title, and I believe the first title defense is second or third week of the TV. Yeah, which I think so. I was hoping that they were going to be those guys that were you were only going to see title defenses like on pay per views or big shows because one of the things that burns the title out and makes people get tired of the champions is that we see it every week yes. on TV, even if there was a pay per view the night before with a title match. Oh, well, let's do the rematch and again we'll... for the title the very next night. It's like, why should I even buy the pay-per-view? It's like, there's just too many title matches all the time. And I'm really hoping that AEW will slim that out a little bit. Well, I think at first they're going to introduce the titles. Like the first, uh, you know, I, th I believe the women's title is going to be the first week. The tag right. title, they're going to have a tag title tournament. Right. And then, and then the, they, so the the world title will be defended on what this uh, the third episode because they do have to bring in ratings but they like actually it's they're on a Wednesday night like they just got to do well you know mm -hmm. what I mean like I, CM Punk said it this weekend it's one of the things that I read from his Starcast uh, meet and greet or whatever it was uh, you know and I've been saying this on the show all along I'm like you don't have to choose you can watch everything mm -hmm. there's plenty of time there's plenty of ways to watch now it's not like even when the monday night wars were going on most canadians did not have access to both shows that's right at first neither they, they both came late to the party raw first and then nitro much later yeah my parents always had illegal cable so <laughs> i've had them all like i watched suit right uh, tbs i watched i i watched like Come like 1988, 89 when we got the cable box. Clash of the Champions. Oh, I I watched all the Clash of the Champions yeah. on TBS. I watched Super State. Like I watched uh, the Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I got like I got so into WCW, and then Nitro came, but I didn't have TNT. Mm -hmm. So again, it was like, oh my god, you know. But once we did get it, uh, I got Direct TV. I had everything. When my parents got that, we were just flipping back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back. Yeah. And, we we're just back and forth yeah you know it uh, that's an interesting point about you know you're right you can watch everything anywhere but honestly seriously i'm gonna ask you as a fan do you want to watch that much because honestly now to me there's too much i'm already watching there's a ton too 
Dude, I am too, and it's too much. The ten, almost ten hours alone from WWE. If you watch everything every week, now that uh, NXT is going to go to yeah. two hours, yeah, and then you've got Ring of Honor and AEW. I'm a big New Japan fan. I want to yes. keep up on that. I mean, you have all the indie guys who, like you say, it's very easy to watch stuff online now. Smash has their own show on the Fight Network. Yeah. you know, um, Greek Town Wrestling's getting their own show on the Fight Network. Like it's it's all out there, but. In all honesty, do you want to watch that much? Because me, sometimes I'm just like, no, this is enough. I, <laughs> twenty hours is my limit. That's it. I don't want to watch. I anymore. pick and choose. I like. I well, do. I think like, you have yeah, to. Yeah, you I have think to. you have to. Like I watch the pay per views, obviously. Uh, Raw. I I watch Raw. I with usually the fast, skip with your finger on the fast forward. Button. Not even. I'll sort of watch it. I'll play games as well as I watch it. And just watch. <laughs> but I, I'll watch Raw and. Either Raw or SmackDown. I never do them both. It's either one or the other. Right. Uh, I watch every pay per view. Um, you know, and then as far as New Japan, uh, I'll watch like the big pay per views. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the G1. I listen to my friends covered on their podcast, and that's how I follow the G1. Oh, but the G1, man, had so many, so many good matches. matches I, this know. year. And last year, too. The yeah. last two, this year and last year. Two of the best G1 tournaments ever, man. Like, just off the charts. Well, it's just insane. Like, it's just so long, and everybody's wrestling there. And it's so well done, well, with though. G1, with the G1, I tend to skip the tag matches and my, just watch the tournament that's matches. That's what my friends but do, But even too. that, you're right. It's a huge commitment. It's almost the entire month of yeah. August that you're watching stuff, right? And you're, getting caught, and you're always getting caught up, too. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's that. That's like... But I do love New Japan. Like, I do watch the, the like the big shows. And before Jericho went over, like, I got probably about, I guess, maybe it's 2015, I started yeah. getting into New Japan. Yeah. Just because my friends were obsessed with yep. it. They, uh, they went to uh, one of New Japan's first shows in Vegas when they first started coming yep. back over. Yep. And they had the uh, young boy, the, the young boy or the young lion outfits, like yep. the, the track suits. Yes, the red track suits. And then yep. they're like, they, were, they thought they were getting some heat because everybody's like, who the fuck are these, you know, these the white guys in our track suits. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, but they went through so much to just to get them because they had to get a translator, translate how to fill out all these Japanese forms to get them sent <laughs> over. It took them months and months to get them over, but they look so good. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was very excited. Like I went to the ring of honor, new Japan show, like maybe three years they ago. Were, they, when they were first doing those shows, that was the, Best bargain in the world because you were seeing yes. Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura, Ishii, Makabe, Goto, these freaking fantastic oh. workers in the Ted Reeve Arena in yes. the east end of Toronto. I remember just marveling that I'm like, wow, here's guys that have headlined the Tokyo Dome and I'm watching them in a small arena in the east end of Toronto. And nobody's going to meet them at the meet and greets because everybody's lining up for the Young Bucks and uh, wow. Hangman. And I'm like, I'm like, you got to remember, there's a whole generation of fans that grew up on the Hardy Boys, man. Yeah. And the Young Bucks are Hardy Boys 2.0. Oh, so okay. there's all those yeah. younger people that love the Hardys and see that is their that's their big wrestling thing. Unlike me and you, where it might be like whatever Bruiser Brody yeah. or whatever. That's that was their pinnacle for them. So now they see the Young Bucks, and it's it's the same thing, right? The line, yeah, the lineup was huge. And then I just remember, I'm like. Nobody's going to see uh, Tanahashi. Yeah. So that's the first guy I went over. Yeah, me got a too. Picture I would with go him. see those guys first. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. I was very excited. Sent it to my buddies. You know, and, uh, yeah, and I remember uh, I didn't know that uh, uh, who, uh, um, uh, my God, uh, Ibushi, Ibushi 
Ibushi. No, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, no, no. Uh, oh, I'm fuck. I'm getting. I'm getting my Japanese wrestlers mixed up. Uh, Kishida. Oh I, yeah, I, Kishida. I, yeah. So I didn't know that there was. I saw an Asian guy dressed up as Marty McFly in the bathroom lineup. Right, that was Kushida with the orange vest. Yeah, but it wasn't Kushida. It was an Asian guy, a oh. Kushida fan. <laughs> so I said to, I was with my buddy Ryan, who is uh, Filipino, which counts as Asian. I said, is, is there an Asian uh, fascination with Marty McFly, or is that guy just, is that just coincidence? And then all of a sudden we saw uh, Kushida come out for right. his match, and he was dressed they were up. called the Time Splitters. Him and um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Alex Shelley. Yeah, and it was uh, so it was so funny because I just thought that was funny, and then I, you know, immediately I have a dream match where I'd like to see Kushida against uh, against Stone Rockwell, <laughs> so we can have Indiana Jones against yeah. Mike McFly, and if we can get Spielberg to ref, if there's any chance, oh, that would You're be great. You're aiming high. You're aiming high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, now, did you you watched uh, AEW on the weekend? Yes, I watched all out uh, the whole thing. Uh, I thought overall it was a good show, um, not a blow you out of the water show, but I still thought it was good. A um, couple w- weird booking decisions. I thought I was surprised that Pac won his match with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's three losses in a row. Yeah, I just thought they must be building up something. I really thought that Pac was just a placeholder because Moxley had to pull out at the last mm-hmm. minute. So I was I was quite surprised uh, by that one. Um, the Jericho win, I was not surprised by that at all. That's I he, thought that you was have smart. to have the the biggest you name the, as exactly, your title exactly, first title. Guy. I think so, right? Um, definitely. I mean, uh, Young Bucks and Lucha Dragons was crazy, just as you'd expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I, overall, I liked most of the show. The tag matches were all pretty good. I really like their focus on tag teams. I do like that, that they're too. They're going to do an actual tag team tournament to crowd the champions. And we had a match where a team now gets to have a bye. Like I love the way they're using all those kind of techniques that were what happened when I was a kid. It's always so funny how things uh, roll around, right? Yeah. Like all this stuff that they're doing, I'm like. Yeah, that's the shit they used to do when I was a kid that yeah. I really liked. Well, it know? makes sense. And then you have WWE last night. Uh, instead of taking two wrestlers that had a draw, uh, they put them through to wrestle next week in a triple threat against the guy. I, I'm like, what do you do? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. If, both, if the, the wrestlers are down and all the shoulders are down, the ref counts three, that's a draw. Right. That's that's what it is. I'm like I'm like. So why wouldn't the two guys have a rematch? Then? They wouldn't give them the re. They just so Baron Corbin thought he was going to get a bye to go into the final. Yeah. And they're like, and the ref had to it goes. The ref had to go to the back to consult on a decision. So that it's going to be the two guys that were in that bracket, and what the winner of the other bracket? Yeah. And they have a triple threat match. So now it's I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's not fair lame. to Baron Corbin. No, well, it's just lame anyway. It's, it's, it's a just, tournament. It's just lame and it's stupid. Well, the King of the Ring has been lame since the minute they... Billy they, Gunn or Mabel? No, no. <laughs> jeepers. Those I was, are the ones, you notice they never talk about those ones? No. They never mention those ones. No, I was only going to say since they implied that the King of the Ring was this Monday night on Raw. And you thought, oh my God, they're going to do a King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. And then they had the first, the first three matches. I'm like, no, no, no. 
I don't no, want to see the whole show to be the tournament. Well, why not? It's three hour raw. That's you true. can do it. Yeah, yeah, you could. Like the, the the what made King of the Ring great was some guy was going to win three matches in one night, right, and that's why right, he was the king. Right. Over a couple of weeks, I don't care about that. Right, right, right. I'm not even. I have well, no see, care in it. That's the dilemma of 25 hours of television every week, right? You got to stretch things out. That's why everything. That's why everything doesn't have a resonating value because it's all got to be stretched out, and they've got to do dumb shit like you just talked about. Yeah. To, to keep things going because they have to fill the time, right? Because that's where they make their money. They're not making money on the pay-per-views or even the network or merchandise. They're making all their big money from TV rights. Mm -hmm. And so they've got to, like, and USA loves them. Like, USA was in heaven when they said, we'll give you two hours of NXT. They've wanted a third show for years. Yeah. Right? And they're losing SmackDown, too. So, but it, it's just all, that's their money. They're making all their big money. So they feel all they have to do is fill that TV time. But the thing is... After a while, a lot of the fans are just starting to get tired of it because you can't just throw shit at the wall every week and expect it to stick, right? Yeah. Very little very little seems to stick nowadays. Yeah. Even though like I do think a lot of storylines are going are, are fine the way they're going. Like I really like what they're doing with Seth Rollins and the whole Braun thing and putting mm. them together and then having this, you know, it, it creates a lot of dramas like which which way is it going to go at Clash of Champions? Like, is Braun going to, once they win their title match, is Braun just going to turn on him and attack right. him? attack him as soon as they you win You know, because they're still partners. Or, like, do they, or do they, I would see it be more the other way, where they drop the belts and Braun freaks out on him and beats the crap out of him, and then they have the, and then the they title have the match. Now, yeah. see, me, I wouldn't have booked both matches on the same show, though. It's just, because yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. I would rather see the breakup first than yeah. have the title match. Putting, putting them both together almost... Like really, well, and it's, it's like they're pretty well stamping it that something's well, going to happen, and here. it's almost like it's almost too soon. I'm like, why would you start this story just to turn it? Like, you could carry this out for a couple months. There's and and see that's the funny part is because they have to fill this time, and you're right, they could carry these things out, but it's always bang, 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 bang. It's all it's all so quick. Well, you're that's totally right. They could have been a tag team, get a few wins under their belt, and then something maybe happens in one match, and you start to see one of them looking at the other slightly strange. And you, you build it up, but it's everything. Is, it's got to be, like, instant. Now. Well, I think it's, too, it's, like, maybe that's the, the, the time and, the, like, the way, uh, just the way so the society is now because well, that's everything, true too. everything has quick. to be short right. and quick because attention spans are not there. Yeah. What did like, you say? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My roommate, like, makes fun of me because he'll come in and I'll be watching uh, an AWA match. Like the other night, I was watching the Road Warriors versus Rick Martel and Dino Bravo from, oh, nice. from Montreal. Nice. Because on the Impact uh, thing that the Impact has, their, yeah. their thing, they have in, there's like an indie section, tons of indie wrestling from all over the States and all over Canada. Oh, and so that match would have been, that would have been like international wrestling. That was right? Valute International. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they have yeah. matches from international yeah, wrestling. Yeah, they do. Damn. Well, I have all the DVDs. I have right. the DVDs of the whole, the four I used DVD to love. Series. I used to love International oh. from Montreal because they would get Brody and they would get Abdullah and Eddie Creechman. Sabu. Eddie Creechman was just the one of the best heel managers yeah. of all time like he was great you just wanted to punch him in the face as soon as you saw him and his great delivery i'm gonna get you he did that great delivery oh brilliant. Well, i loved it because it's like when i was a kid i got in like so i was right then was like the prime wwe years was like 84 85 so i was watching a lot of wwe but i turned to the french channel and i'd watch it in french and then it'd be on chro pembroke channel yeah. in, in <laughs> ottawa so i'd watch i watch it in french and english nice 
and uh, I oh I lo- it, that was like my ECW yeah because oh, no, it was bloody and yes. it was violent and it was great wrestling yeah and it was you know mixed in with the AWA yeah so yeah. Yeah, you had they used to show it on City TV in Toronto and it would be on in Saturday afternoons after the WWF stuff yeah and I was the same way and plus I had seen all the pictures of Abdullah and Brody in the magazines yes. and then I'm like oh my god I can actually see these guys now you know yeah and Doctor D David Schultz yep. is there and yep. going against uh, Gino Steve Bravo Strong. Rick Martel Gino Brito yeah Gino Brito Charlon uh, there was tons For of them two, the like uh, Rick Kishi started there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the long riders. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my yeah, god, it was good. It was great. It was a great territory. I really liked it. Yeah. So when I'm watching, so I'm watching. That's the first place I saw the Road Warriors too. Right. So uh, I'm watching the Road Warriors against the Canadian Dream Team, uh, Bravo and Rick Martel, yeah. which was supposed to be in the first Crockett Cup, but they had to pull out at the last minute, and uh, and he's making fun of me, and I'm like. You watch all of these guys in the WWE. Why can't you sit and watch this match? And he's like, ah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to watch it because he thinks he hates whole. He doesn't want to see the Road Warriors doing holds. I'm like, I don't want to see the Road Warriors with a puppet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to see the Road Warriors <laughs> with plastic spikes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm exactly. like, I'm like, these are the Road. War- you like the Legion of Doom. I, I like, like the, the Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Right. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vince would always soften everything. He, he always would always to... take the edge off. So much, so many of those guys, when they would come in, he would take the edge off them. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, you know. Uh, well, Rick Martel had a great WWE career, I think, as well. Because like my roommate always makes fun of him and being AWA champ because it was like Hogan, Flair. Yes, and him, and and him. That's and I was right. like, I was like, Rick and Rick Martel and Rick Flair went an hour. Yes. Don't even. I'm like, you don't know history. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Rick Martel was, he smashed a beer bottle over his head. He goes, Piper did that. I'm like, they were best friends. Yeah, they both did it. Exactly. You know, I was like. Oh, I know it's true. A lot of people just see that, the WWF as the career, and they don't know anything about before or after. And right? I said, when Martel was champ, half that roster was the WWE. That's very true. Well, Hogan would have been there. Hogan was there. Like, oh, Jesse. Oh, oh, yeah. All those Heenan, guys. Heenan, even Oakland. You know, all he, those guys. Ken Rennick. Yep. All the ones that you want to see, yep. you know, yeah, like, no, it's true. yeah, they were all there. Brunzel, yeah. you know, well, yeah, like, he, he, if, if he robbed any promotion blind when he started the expansion, it was the AWA. That's, like, he just took everybody. That's the way I feel about AEW and Ring of Honor. Right. They that's were, if, similar. It's true. If anybody got screwed over out of that. Oh, yes. But You're that's right. Ring of Honor for letting all their contracts expire at the same time. Yeah. That's part of the thing. Sure, of course. Yeah, So, absolutely. but, you know, like. They use, like, I remember All In, they used Ring of Honor. They used their rings. They used their talent. Yeah. The Ring of Honor thought, this is great. Well, that's why they booked that show in MSG, right? Exactly. And then none of those guys were there. None of them were there. So, and now, because of the Enzo and and cast makes me think of that show. Yeah, yeah. uh, Which was funny because they tried to do it, but nobody talked about it because of Brett. So, um, you know, so, which I told my roommate was a work and he got upset at that. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, but now Vince is trying to bring, uh, talking about bringing Enzo and Cass back to NXT and I'm like, just get rid of them. Don't, oh, even, yeah, don't, I don't, don't, I, don't I really don't think anyone really wants to see Nobody them. wants to see them. No, I, and like anywhere, I don't think they would benefit in Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, uh, Impact. I don't think you could put them anywhere and yeah. people would be happy. I was at the Survivor Series when Enzo did his shtick. Right. Right. And he, the biggest fucking loser. Like, <laughs> let it, like, first, like, okay, it happened at the the worst part of the pay per view just after Drake Maverick pissed himself. Yeah, right. But it was like at a real lull. But I was like, 
how could you do that to like if these guys were your coworkers and your friends? How can you do that to them? Mm. How can you sabotage their match and tighten like the fact that it gets up and at first you're like everybody's like what's going on and then mm. you realize who it was and most of the people were booing. Yeah, like booing them. And my buddy's got the best footage of the woman that took him down. Right. And then and you know and then she and then she's with him in the hall. And he's giving him. She, he knows who she is. He's giving her like all this gab and stuff like that. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm watching this. I'm like, if that was a male security guard, he wouldn't be fucking saying shit. No, exactly. He, you know. And then the next night we went to Raw, and uh, his pictures on the window at the Staples Center. Like, do not let this man in. And it's like, I was like, there's wanted posters for Enzo at the fucking Survivor wow. Series. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, even afterwards, he knew what he had had it all planned because afterwards he had Enzo people out in the streets trying to push his new rap track. They're like, Enzo's the man. Enzo's doing great. We're like, no, he's not. No, he's not. We just walked by him like. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. He he had that whole marketing plan and everything done, like the sneak I'm glad in. It failed. You know, it all <laughs> failed. And just yeah. like it all failed again, like every time they've tried to come back. It's not working, yeah, and yeah, nobody yeah. wants them. No, that's the thing. I think there's such a bad cloud surrounding them that that's it. No one, not even the lowest indie promoter is going to book them. I, I don't think. even think Carmella would say anything to them. Who? <laughs> I don't Carmella, think Carmella, yeah, right. Yeah, Carmella yeah, exactly. would say anything to no, them. No. She's like, no, I got your gimmick. Yeah. You guys are soft. That's right. Get um, out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what else did you like? Well, AEW, something, a lot of things I like about AEW, but then there are things where they have things that are like the WWE, and it's just like, I feel like as I'm watching, it's like, hey, you like uh, the Street Profits. Well, here's Dance Party or private here's, party. here's Private Party, well, our you Street know what? Profits. I don't, I don't think that's really fair because I think Private Party have been around a long time. Probably. Been doing that gimmick. And honestly, I don't like what they do with the Street Profits on Raw. I like them as a team. I don't yeah. want them as freaking cheap-ass promo guys in the back telling me what's coming up next on Raw. Like, isn't that what... Uh, you know, the announcers or the backstage people are for, for like that. It's great. They can, it's obvious they can talk and they can do stuff, but let's see, why don't you put that talk talent and put them in the ring and make them a cool team that everybody likes rather than just two Joe blows that stand backstage and, and, yeah. and rap. Like it's, it's such a waste of talent. Uh, plus because I, uh, the one guy, I can't remember his name. He's really good. Mm-hmm. The one guy in the street profits. I think yeah. his name escapes me, but those guys are really, really good. I don't think private, I don't think you can really say that private. No, no, I'm just, are. I'm just saying it's like, if you didn't know, right. you know, because it's suppose. like, it's like that with the girls. Yeah. Like where they had Rio versus, um, uh, uh Sheeta. Yeah. Sheeta. Uh, it, it looks, it looks like their version of Oscar versus Carrie Sane. I guess so. I guess, like you say, if you're coming from an inexperienced viewpoint, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. They, it's just like, well, they, they sort of have the same types. Like, uh, Oscar's we- wearing the same gown that she's sort of wearing. And then this one is like a ballerina where one's a pirate. You know, they're sort of like the same yeah, type of characters. I, guess. I don't know. But it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, none of those, well, those matches were okay. Actually, I like Jack Evans. So I thought that was, uh, he walked to the ring in his hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I enjoy Like, we were talking about comedy. I loved the spot of the Casino Battle Royal where the librarian got thrown out and they put the books, books down, down on the floor. Yes. It's a parody that Kofi always does his crazy spot in the Royal Rumble. Like, that kind of stuff is good. I like that. And it was one of the first spots in the match. So that's good. It's done. It's out of the way. Okay. Whereas yeah. in the men's Battle Royal, when they did the Casino Battle Royal, and 
they did that thing right in the middle with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That kind of wrecked the momentum of the match. Right? Yeah, I think so too. And Orange Cassidy showing up at AEW this time, huge pop. Like yep. you thought The Undertaker was going to be standing in the ring. <laughs> and it's just Orange Cassidy. And it's funny, but it was after a great match. Uh, and so and he did he did one spot, so you got that, and then he hugged with the he, he's perfect to go with the best friends. Like he, I yeah. think he works with them, right? Yeah, 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 he does, and he knows them. He knows them really well, and they have history back in That's PWG right. and That's everything right. like that. That's right. So and it's great. Like and who doesn't love a suicide dive with, with your the, hands in your pocket? Like if, as long as it's kept to just one off things like that, I got no problem. I got no problem. I just don't want Orange Cassidy being the number one contender for the title. Now, what's more crazy, uh, a suicide dive with your hands in your pocket or a moonsault absolutely naked? Oh, <laughs> which we got to see at the Greek Town show. Yeah, yeah with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, sexy Eddie. Sexy, yes. Uh, well, I mean, talented. <laughs> I'll give him that. It was t He's talented. I found that very funny. Do you go to a lot of the Greek Town shows? I, I have been, uh, I think, in the last three in a row. I've been yeah. going for the last few years. And that's the first one where they really went kind of raunchy like that. Well, like, usually they're pretty family friendly. Well, I find that Greek Town is, they like hardcore. Well, that's true. And they, they keep bringing in Tommy Dreamer and Yeah, Mikey it's Whip clearly that Channing loves ECW. Yeah. That's clear to me. Right. So, not only that, though, but I thought. This was the first show that was hardcore the other way rather than this way. Right. Because they didn't have the guy that, from the wrestler with the staple gun no. show up. So we made a more sexual show with right. Joey Ryan. So we, instead of having violence, we went sexy. Yeah, it was still hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you know, I, I don't so. like – and the, the Joey Ryan um, match against uh, the NWA world champ for the women yeah. – um, um, I'm blanking. 47 She was fantastic, yes. and it was She's great, good. and it was entertaining. But you, you know, know what? Two days later at the Summit one, yeah. she had a match, or I guess it would have been before the Greektown one. She had a match at the Summit show. She was in a four-way, and fantastic. Like, it was the complete opposite of what she did yeah. with Joey Ryan at the Greektown show. She's pretty talented. I like her a lot. Yeah, and it was great. It was like it was so funny, Uh because I was talking to Sexy Eddie uh, at the on Saturday, I ran into him and I was talking to him, having a conversation with him. Did he have clothes on? He had clothes okay, on. Okay, good, good. And I said, I barely recognize you. I asked him. <laughs> I asked him about. I was like, Is that what do you call that? The full moon salt, or is it just a naked moon salt? He's like, Grab uh, your junk, moon yeah, salt. grab your junk, and uh, hope for the best moon salt. You know, and he was laughing, but. He w we're talking about the similarities between him and, and Joey Ryan. He's like, I've been playing the stripper guy for. He's been doing it longer than Joey Ryan. That's and, right. And he goes, he goes, he, and then he said, uh, my friends with the back, and they said this guy was calling, yelling out Joey Ryan during my match, and they told the guy that uh, blah 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 blah. They go, they told the guy that uh, Joey Ryan took a lot of stuff from Sexy Eddie. And I was like, oh, and the guy, and then the guy said, oh, really? And he, the guy didn't know. Yeah, my friend was like that, and so he's telling me the story. I'm like, I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy yelling, Joey Ryan, mm -hmm. and uh, and there was, and they, so I thought that was kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, really? Joey, Joey Ryan took his stuff, and this guy's just fine with being on the same show as him, yeah, and they're yeah. not even, they're not gonna do anything. Like, right. and then sure enough, the second half of the show, they did a whole production exactly. together, yeah, yeah. which was crazy. Um, so I actually talked to Sexy Eddie about that and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, he said he wants to come on the show. We're probably going to get him on in October when I'm in Montreal. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was interesting seeing uh, how greasy that, especially the the lap dancing, the Asian girl, 
with him and Jock Sampson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was crazy. You know, it's just it just kind of struck me because usually there are a lot like you're right. They like the hardcore stuff because they bring those guys in, but they normally stay away from the Joey Ryan kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. So I was I was a little bit surprised, and if I'm not mistaken, that was their first taping. For the Fight Network as well, right? So I really thought that was a weird show to present for your first taping. Well, the, the thing about that show was it wasn't even supposed to be that show. Like, the IWS... Well, that was, was supposed to be Hannibal and everything, Yeah, right? well, yeah, they were like, IWS was running across town. Right. And, and they were going to be um, over uh, by the old Brunswick house on uh, on Bloor. They were running in the Tantric nightclub, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Tantric, yep. So they were running there, and I, I don't know what happened, but they merged the shows. Yeah. So, which made it better, because now we got IWS versus Freaktown, yeah, which is a yeah. way better show. Yeah. And RJ didn't have to, and Space Monkey didn't have to go back and forth, <laughs> you know. I love Space Monkey. So do I. Yeah. I, love, I love that Dave Martin wants to be his manager. Oh, does he? Well, he wants to be his kimchi. Ah, that would be great. He wants to wear a, a, a white lab coat that says NASA and have, like, a prog, and, like, prog. I mean, like, no Space Monkey. Like, and... I've been there where he's tried to pitch this to Space Monkey. Oh, really? And Space Monkey stays in character, yeah, which makes me yeah. laugh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Dave's like, yeah. So I'd be like, I'd be like in a white, in a white lab coat, and I'd have like a, a NASA and a. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, this is so funny. He's actually pitching Space That's Monkey, great. and Space Monkey won't break character. Just the show. I'm, I don't know if you've heard the other one too, Simon. Oh yeah, Simon wants Simon to be. Simon wants to manage Josh Sampson. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, I. They both have their plans on the. Yeah, I know. Managers. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting in the front and watch. Me too. I'm just, <laughs> I'll just watch. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, AEW, the uh, the final match, the Chris Jericho match. Uh, I thought it was great. I liked the. Uh, I was glad the Judas effect looked really good mm. in this match. Yes, like it when he hit him with it. You're like, holy shit! Yes, that looked like it did work. That's the finisher. It looked like the finish. Yeah, and yep. uh, and you, I was waiting for it because yeah. he'd already had the walls well, on. And they really gave Hangman a lot in the match, right? Which was that's great. exactly what I said. It was going to make yeah. Hangman look. The, the the idea behind that match is to make Hangman look great. Yes. While Jericho just squeaks exactly. out with a win. Yeah, and that's exactly. exactly what they did. Well, even had Jericho do the color. Yeah. Like Jericho was the one that's bleeding, right? You know? Yeah. So I you know, and in my mind I thought, oh, is and I thought everybody everybody thought, like, is CM Punk gonna come in at the end? And I'm so, do something. you know what? I'm, I'm so glad he did. tired of that shit. Uh, if any of you out there listening, shut the fuck up about CM Punk. Really? Put it to bed. Yes. Like fuck, man. What is it? You want uh you want like it's just like what you want. I'm trying to think of a good example, like with a modern band or someone that was in the band 50 years ago, and you still want that guy in the band today. Yeah, it's nobody like, wants no! Peter Chris in in in, uh, in Kiss. <laughs> I don't think people wanted him the first time round, but no. never mind. Um, it, it's just like I'm so tired of it. It's dead. She doesn't want to do it. Like, put it like. There's just every time you go to Chicago, you don't have to yell CM Punk. Like the guy's yeah. done with it, man. And honestly. He was, like, his Ring of Honor run, absolutely great. But you know what? Everything after Ring of Honor, not that fucking shit hot, really, honestly. Yeah. And part of it's because he probably wasn't allowed to what he'd like to do in WWE, fair enough. But I am so done with CM Punk. I don't want to see him in a cage. Yeah. I don't want to see him in a wrestling ring. I don't even want to go see him in this fucking new movie. I want nothing to do with CM Punk. I want him to go back to Chicago, live with AJ Lee, get your little house and your picket fence, 
and and stay out of my life because I don't want to see CM Punk ever again. I just get tired of the chanting for him, and the I was like, he left. He left. I'm he does t- not want to so be. I'm so tired of it. He does I'm not want to so, be a wrestler. I'm so tired of it. Like, honestly, I don't want him showing up in AEW, WWE. I don't want him showing up in Greektown. I don't yeah. want him showing up anywhere. Well, and I'm glad they gave it to Jericho, too. Uh, and it's, you had to. And a lot of people don't know. It's like, uh, uh, the, Tony Khan is a huge Jericho mark. Yes, yeah. He Jericho is he's he's actually said to Jericho, he's like, you were my favorite wrestler right. when I was a kid. Yeah, right. Like that's great. And yeah. I'm like, now I'm and, gonna make you and, more and millions. It, and it was and it was good too. It was a it's an it's a new capper for Jericho. I think he was really smart to bolt from WWE and go over there. Um, did you see the promo he cut right after he walked through the curtain? No, I haven't There's seen it a, yet. And the latest the new version the latest version of Being the Elite just went up. Okay, and in it he's just walks through the curtain and they've got the cameras right there. The girl's trying to interview him and he just takes the mic from him and he was accidentally, he's like, hey, you bunch of idiots. I'm the champion now. You like the young bucks right there. He goes, you like that young bucks? Hey, Bucky boys, you like that? He goes, you're going to give me my thank you? And they're like, wow, congratulations on winning the title. And he's like, yeah, still not going to say thank you. He goes, points at the belt and goes, well, this is my thank you. And like, just cut this promo on everybody in the backstage area and like, just it was awesome. It was it was really good. I love I've actually liked his run in AEW better than I liked his New Japan run because I really didn't care much for his character in New Japan. Yeah, I didn't like the way he would just come up. Ah, I gotta fucking kick all your asses and fuck you and fuck this. And I really hate when wrestlers rely on that. And when they go to Japan, they all rely on that. They all like I don't know if you've seen matches with Gallows and Anderson when mm. they were in New Japan. Every other word was fuck this, fuck that. And it got really boring. Yeah. And same with Jericho in New Japan. It was just like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to fucking kick Tanahashi's ass and blah, 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 blah. It's just the novelty of saying the F word. Yeah. And it gets thin really fast. Well, and the Japanese don't even get it. Yeah. So who's Well, that's why they do it. See, that's why they do it, right? And it's like, no, it's it's terrible. So I really like what he's done. His character in AEW, I like it a lot better. The promos have been. Like this whole thing based around the thank you. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Such a simple, basic little thing. And and based in reality. Hey, guess what? I am the biggest star. That's the truth. We all know that. Yeah. I'm the biggest star. You just need to thank me. You should thank me that you've gotten this far because I'm the biggest star. That's the probably the most enticing thing to me about AEW is the way that they're they put those little bits of reality, even when they had to change from Moxley to Pac. The yeah. way that they handled it, and the and the promo that Kenny Omega cut on him saying, "Oh, well, you idiot! What were you doing wrestling in Japan? Twenty four matches in one month when you knew you had this match coming up with me? What are you doing? You know, you stupid. That's not professional. Mm-hmm. Like, just so smart, so clever, so simple. And actually, like the Sean Spears Cody thing, I thought was very emotionally captivating. I thought it was really dramatic. Again." Based in reality, you know, they they are legit friends. They're really close. And just just the way they set it up with Cody with an off-the-cuff yeah. remark, oh, he's a good hand. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Brilliant. And then, you know, adding Tully Blanchard was great. And I like this. I just really like their approach and the way that they're thinking about things. And that, to me, more than anything, is the appeal of AEW, is that we're going to have some guys that are really not just going to present new wrestling, but the whole way that it's presented and the whole concept of it, they're going to kind of rejig it. And it's funny because, like we said, everything's old is new again. Kind of yeah, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> like, like the, okay, like, like for example, 
Um, the way AEW still will allow certain wrestlers to wrestle elsewhere, right, right. I think is great. Uh, because the AEW, like I said, bring it back to Montreal wrestling. I really liked that the AWA let their let their guys go up to Montreal because right. you know when when Martel lost the belt to Stan Hansen, the build up to it was in Montreal where Stan Hansen like wrecked his back on the ring post. Right. So then when he put him in the crab three nights later in St. Paul in the AWA match, he wins the title. But we know no his back was earlier this week is he fucked up his back in Montreal. Like you knew it they kept Ricky strong. Yeah. Especially in the French community. Right, right. So, you know, but I like the idea of lending talent that because um Cody Rhodes and MJF they were just they were on C four show in Ottawa that's right. last yep, week. That's right. And Sean Spears came yep. out. It was great. That was a great way to push another little push of exactly. the angle. Exactly. Yep. And they brought AEW to Ottawa and pushed that angle further. And I love that they're yep. doing that because it gets all the indie fans excited and they want to watch the product. And you know what I mean? And it's just like just and that's Something very, you know, simple. I believe the word simple. is simple. It's very simple that's, to do. That's the problem nowadays is everything gets so complicated and so convoluted. And it just, all, I think all fans want is simple emotional engagement. It's like watching any good dramatic television show or movie. You want to be emotionally engaged, right? You want to care. Well, people, when was the last time you cared about two guys in a WWE match? Like, I can't even remember. Yeah. No, it's been a while. Like, you know, I just feel that. Because they're so getting all their money from the TV rights that the rest of it, they're just going through the motions. And they're not really putting a lot of thought into it, you know? Well, That's NXT, why NXT is so amazing because yes. Hunter runs it. And Hunter does put a lot of thought into it. And he's turned that into a viable brand all by itself. And, mm. you know, what's going to be funny is if they put it on USA and NXT gets better ratings than friggin' SmackDown. It or, will. It will. I bet you. You know what? I bet you it will. And Hunter and and Hunter's already come out and said that he's running yes. NXT. Yes. Vince will not be involved with NXT. So you will see. Well, he can say that. What? It can, well, <laughs> I guess he can say that. Okay, Vince has got to go with the XFL. Like, well, come you on, we're think, you would it's think the, again, it's in the logically, you would think we're two. We're, we're two. We're a winter between the two seasons. Yeah. Like, it's time to start. Give Lashawn McCoy a call. Gives the people a call that you, that are getting cut right now. And start building your league yeah. because, you know, he's got to step out and we got to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But that he's still too busy. He's got to rip up the script for SmackDown and have it completely rewritten the day of the show. He did that last week. Yeah. So it's it's ridiculous. Crazy. Well, with that said, uh, where can we find you? We just we wrap this up. Where can we find you online? Oh, God, or that going might on? take another hour. If Go I gotta, on. Because i got to remember them all. Okay. Um, well, there's um, I do the show Sunday Night's Main Event with Jason Agnew on TSN 1150 out of Hamilton. I usually join him twice a month. Uh, there's We also have our Facebook page, SNME, SNME Radio. You can check us out on Facebook. I have my own YouTube channel, uh, Dr. Mouth Slipped Through the Cracks, where I rever review weird, old, crazy records like wrestlers' records and stuff like that. You can check that out on YouTube. It's just Dr. Mouth. Uh, what else do I have? I have my surf band, the Cliff Divers. We're playing at Duggins here in Toronto on September the 20th. Um, what else? Uh, there was something else I wanted to mention, and now I can't think of it. Oh, and I do occasional fill-ins on CIUT every once in a while. The U of T radio station, I just did one last week, so I'm kind of sticking my nose back in there again. So if it's, if it's rock and roll or wrestling, I'm probably close by somewhere.
Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, that was great. Lots of fun. And uh, we'd love to have you back uh, soon. Anytime. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And, folks, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.